Social media and sports really can coexist. Social media and the Steelers, that can coexist too. It just feels like it takes more work. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. On a third down play, Juju Smith-Schuster was about to take the formation at the line of scrimmage. He was off to the left of the line. When he looked over to the sideline and did this very, very brief dance. And I'm positive that this is something that will end up on his TikTok account. And everyone will say, oh, wow, Juju, look, he's so cool. He did a dance while his team was down X number of points, and he did it right there on the field. What an awesome social media character Juju is. And believe it or not, I can actually appreciate that. Bear with me here. I've got a couple of young kids who their idea of a good time, a thing that they do together, and I'm talking about once every couple days, is one of them will grab the phone and say to the other, hey, want to watch some TikToks? All right, let's go watch some TikToks. And then they're gone. They go off to this room and they... They don't come out for another hour, hour and a half, and they're watching. And these things last like 10, 15 seconds. Who knows how many of them they're taking in, what order, how they're calibrated, how they're prioritized, how substantive they are. And yes, you can tell what kind of parent I am in terms of monitoring my kids' social media behavior. That I have no idea what's on these things. I presume it's just people dancing. I presume from listening to Steelers fans that it's just juju dancing. I'll bet there's more to it, though. So I can see where my kids, who really don't follow sports, and I know that'll surprise some of you, being that I think we're related, but they do follow TikTok. And they do know what's cool, what's hip, what's what's in on that particular platform. So does Juju. When Juju got to the Steelers... TikTok didn't even exist. Juju adapted. That's what all social media people do. They find a way to matriculate from MySpace to Facebook, from Facebook to Twitter, from Twitter to whatever else is out there. Periscope shows up for a little bit. You know, Instagram, Vine. They get swallowed up by the bigger companies. They change names. But the behavior, for the most part, is consistent. The people who are involved in social media... And again, I'm not really talking about sports social media, but just social media in general. See it as larger than life. They see virtual life as larger than life. I'm not saying my kids do. My kids have fun with it. But there are people who feel that way. So when they see on Juju's Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, that he does a good deed for somebody around here, and he does enough of those. They're convinced that this is just a this is a great kid, has great presence on social media, and therefore he checks off both boxes. He's good for real and he's good virtually. Maybe the second one is actually more important, but whatever. 
That's how they feel. I try to get that part. I try very, very hard. And uh, at the same time, I've also covered, coached, refed, participated in sports my entire life, and I can't begin to fathom what moves through a person's brain to look at the sideline for a split second in the interest of creating some social media thing. If that makes me whatever, get off my lawn, I, I, I don't care. I'm just being honest. I try really, really hard. I'm involved a lot in social media myself. And I try really hard to understand the new ones as they come along, mostly because it's necessary for the business that we're in at DK Pittsburgh Sports, but partially, too, because it's fun. And fun is the word that keeps coming up. you got to let them have fun. you got to let them have fun. That's what matters. That's what counts. That's the priority. After the game Sunday, this is what Juju had to say when asked about his possible future in Pittsburgh, considering that he's about to become a free agent. Honestly, I, you know, I wouldn't mind. I would love to stay in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I built, you know, a strong foundation of the fan base. And, um, you know, I love Coach Tomlin. You know, I love our coaching staff, Coach Ike, uh, everybody, you know, who's, who's I've been around. You know, they made me who I am today. And I got nothing I can be the person, you know. Um, I, I don't want to have to go to a different organization and uh, change the ways of how I am. You know, I mean, I love the game of football. And right, so I, I would love to be a similar again. I mean, he didn't get two sentences deep there without mentioning that he's built up a fan base here, that he's built up a following. This matters to him. Is it the end result? Is it the outcome of his football playing as opposed to a championship? I don't know that. I can't be in his head. There are times, though, when I look at his behavior and see how he is and think, yeah, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is the most important thing. I know that Juju, when he wants to make an impression on people, believe you me, he doesn't feel the need to go through people like me. And that's something else that we've noticed about the younger athletes. They wonder to an extent why all the reporters are there. Why do we have to talk to these people to get a message out when we can just do it ourselves? You know what I'm saying here? And that's one reason that Juju hasn't made much of an impression, and I'm putting that kindly, on the local media. He's not exactly civil with us. He's not that way with me either. He acts like we're the janitorial crew that's just walking through. And whatever, for my purposes, I couldn't care less. Anybody who knows me knows that that stuff doesn't affect me. I'm just sharing it with you for your background on this particular subject. He already has his own way to reach out to people. Chase Claypool, this is related. Yesterday, said something on his TikTok account about how Juju was misunderstood, that all that stuff last week. And he's actually correct. Juju was willfully 
misunderstood and misinterpreted by the Cleveland media, who didn't understand his phrase, nameless gray faces, as applied to the Browns. It's actually a term that Mike Tomlin uses constantly with his players in reference to opponents, not as an insult, but as saying that we need to focus on ourselves no matter who we're playing. They're nameless gray faces. And Juju, oh, how could that have happened? Everybody up in Cleveland is trying to look for some kind of motivation, which is ridiculous that you need motivation for your first playoff game in 5,000 years. But they went after it. And they made some hay with it. And and that's how it went. So Claypool's talking about this. And then he ends his thing by saying, oh, and the the Browns are going to get clapped next week. Meaning they're going to get smashed. They're going to get plastered. And he kind of had a smile on his face as he said it. You know, a bad loss, but um, Browns are going to get clapped next week, so it's all good. Okay, think what you want about that. I, I mean, I'm betting that most people wouldn't think that it's okay. I mean, you just got clapped by the Browns, to use your own terminology. But the reason that I bring it up here is that for the next hour or so, Claypool starts getting all kinds of bashing on social media, and not just from Browns fans, but from Steelers fans, from everybody. And he puts up another thing, this was on Twitter about an hour later, that retweets uh, another person saying, see what the media did with this thing? And Claypool agreed with it. He blamed the media. <laughs> Help me! How? How does that happen? Who's dumb enough to fall for that? If you are putting something out directly to the public, as I was just describing with Juju, you don't need me. You don't need a reporter. You don't need a TV outlet, radio station, newspaper, website, whatever it is. You just go right to the source. You go right to the customer. You have skipped go. You haven't collected $200. You are straight there. But it's really convenient that when something is taken from that message that people don't like, that you immediately say, oh, see, that's just the media. No, 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 dude. You, in this instance, were the media. You were 100% the media. You were ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, the whole deal. You were the media. You put this out. You answer for it. So you see how this can get me riled up as well. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new friends at Fubo TV. If you don't know what Fubo TV is, this is for you, Pittsburgh. It is taking your cable bill, which tends to be over $200 a month for most people, wax it way down to 65 bucks a month. You watch all the same channels that you care about, including all of the sports channels. And when I say that, I'm talking about NFL Network, MLB Network, NHL Network, Premier League, everything that's out there, all the ESPNs and all that other stuff, and AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, which means you get all of the Penguins games and all of the Pirates games. I hear from 
people all the time. I'd get rid of my cable in a second if I could. If I could. But I can't do that because I can't miss out on the Penguins and Pirates games. Well, here you go. Here you go. And not only can you whack your bill down to 65 bucks a month, but right now, Fubo TV is offering to our listeners of this podcast a seven-day free trial and 15% off of your first month if you go to FuboTV.com slash DK. One more time, that's FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month and a free trial. There are no contracts, and you can cancel at any time. FuboTV.com slash DK. Why am I even talking about this social media stuff today? I guess it's just because it seems like the pattern after the Steelers play a game is that, well, first of all, we all watch the game. We have thoughts on the game. We critique the game. And then mostly the radio people start talking about something, something, something on social media. So here we are a couple days after the Steelers' ugliest, arguably, playoff loss in franchise history, and it immediately disintegrates into social media. This or that, juju this, now it's Claypool that. And it's it's not easy. Everyone says, oh, you know, Chuck Knoll wouldn't have whatever. Chuck Knoll wouldn't have had any control over this either. Chuck Knoll couldn't stop Ernie Holmes from shooting up a police helicopter in Latrobe. No coach does. No coach can have a grip on something that's this pervasive into youth culture. They just can't. The best you can try to do is to manage it. The best you can try to do is to hope that those players, when they're on the field, perform. And for what it's worth, Claypool ended up having a pretty good game, and Juju ended up having a monster game, 13 catches for 153 yards, and he was bowling over people, and nobody was questioning his will or his desire. But there are a lot of occasions where it's a bad look, and I'm just glad that I'm not a head coach who has to make these decisions I'm glad that I'm just here as the stinking media to make sure that all of Chase Claypool's TikToks and tweets are grossly misinterpreted because I'm evil when we come back. Just one question. Just one question brought to you on this program, always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, or LGKG. They help people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG are AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legality and ethics. They've also been designated as super lawyers for over 15 years. That's a capital S and a capital L. That's a rare combination in that industry. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more online at lgkg.com or give them a call at 888-842-5454. A question comes from Caesar, who says, Hi, DK, here's a question for the Daily Shot. I'm not... 
saying to force Kevin Colbert out, as I believe he's been great for the Steelers. I know he's been kind of year to year as far as returning and his thought of retiring. I read somewhere that the Texans were very close in luring Omar Khan away as their GM. If Colbert does in fact retire, would Khan be the logical replacement? And if Colbert does return, do the Steelers risk losing Khan? Um, Colbert's 64. I've long gotten the sense that from the top to the bottom of the Steelers structure, when I say the top, I'm not counting, you know, Art Rooney. He's not the top. He's above that. That people tie their fates to each other in a weird kind of way. You've heard for the longest time that Ben will stick around as long as Marquise sticks around and vice versa. Well, that might no longer be the case because if Marquise retires, as I'm expecting, Ben's still probably going to be around next year. He'll just be taking a snap from somebody else. I've heard that Mike Tomlin will only stick around for as long as Ben is around. I've heard that Kevin Colbert might only last as long as this because he wouldn't be interested in some sort of massive rebuild. So these things are are tough to gauge. I'm not going to suggest here to you that a 64 or a 65-year-old or a 66-year-old can't be a quality general manager. We have people now running for and winning presidential offices well into their 70s. We have a general manager in town in Jim Rutherford who's moving into that territory as well. So Colbert, at his age, could absolutely hang around should he choose and still be highly effective. As for Khan, I'm going to try to find a nice way to say this here. People who are in positions where they're trying to get jobs in other markets will put out feelers to people like me. Not just to agents and not just to others in the industry, but also into the media because they want their names connected to these reports. They want, whenever there's a vacancy, for someone to say, and among the short list of the Texans' possible candidates are blank, 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 and blank. They want to be in that mix. I'm not guessing at this. I've gotten these communications myself. I got one just this past summer on a baseball front for someone in that business who was looking for a certain job in the American League and needed some help. Wanted to have his name out, wanted to know that he was... Didn't mean that he was actually in the hiring process or in the mix, but wanted his name mentioned at least as a possibility, or someone who that that team should be thinking about if they're casting a wide enough net. So these things happen. My understanding is that Khan was not a serious candidate for the opening in Houston. My understanding is that there's 
No hard line of succession established in Pittsburgh. And I would be very surprised if the Steelers were to have a vacancy at that vital position that they would just walk down the hall and hand it to someone without at least opening the doors and opening up the job to all candidates. And I'm not just saying that because of the the Rooney rule and everything else. I think they'd be required to. But I don't think it's that simple. And I wouldn't buy into every report that you hear in presuming that that person is the most valuable future GM in existence. There, how did I do with that? Did I tiptoe around that okay for you? Good. <laughs> It's a good question, though. It really is. You can tell by how hard I had to work to avoid really answering it the way that I want to. Thanks so much for listening to this. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening to this. We'll do it again tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.